0: Alright, well you know, Sammy, our partnership reminds me of Roger Waters and David Gilmore. Don't know why of those metal Well, because new car caviar four Star Daydream. I think you're gonna buy yourself a football team. Let's Man, start the oh show. If only I could be so lucky. Hello and welcome to the Drunk United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League, as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the table from me is the wealthy Samuel Graham. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) I wish. So, um, Sammy, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Yourself? Well, you know, there's no football, so I'm doing okay, I guess-ish. Yeah, it's a little bit of withdrawal in it. Yeah. You know, I say it's a a recap. I guess it's more a... um, financial stock review this yeah.
1: week? so uh, Back to School. Um, yeah, another episode the, of Back to School. We our 101, uh, last international break. Now we've got Back to School, uh, the finance
0: and vocabulary. So you're getting two classes today, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Exactly. You get to uh, learn about the money that gets passed around in the English Premier League and then all the crap that confuses my wife. She's going to ask you about 20 questions about the random shit you say every single week. Yeah, probably. I thought people
1: knew it, but I guess they don't. So everyone listening at home that just scratches your head and says,
2: well, what does that
1: mean? Okay. Uh, we're going to go over some of that stuff.
0: Excellent. We are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, please remember to review, rate, and subscribe, and certainly tell a friend. And uh, social media has been doing well. Uh, Sammy, let people know how they can uh, join in with us and uh, chat with us on social media.
1: Sure, we're at Do You Football Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, give us a follow, a like, a subscribe, a uh, you know, slide in our DMs. Again, you know, we've been responding to people and putting
0: that content on the air as well. Uh, so you love slipping in the sliding into our DMs. And you got to do what you got to do, bro. You know? hear <laughs> it. So uh, myself and Sam both work in the wine and spirits industry, and we both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirit. So as the Red-Blooded Americans we are, we vow this show and every show to have a drink in our hand. Samuel Graham, what are we drinking tonight? So we've got Journeyman, uh, the wheat
1: whiskey from Three Oaks, Michigan. It's 100% grain to bottle. They're all local grains uh, from right around the distillery in Michigan. Um, It's USDA certified organic and kosher certified organic uh, as well. 90 proof um, and 100% Michigan winner. We received a 94.5
0: in Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible, uh, which is basically the end-all, be-all for whiskey scores. And and Jim doesn't like to hand out anything higher than a 96.
1: And so you're basically looking at a 98-99 here. Right. Uh, in terms of a proper
0: 100-point scale. And, and if you don't mind, I'll uh, chime in here. The... Um, a, I mean, I mind, but go okay. Ahead. Well, I'm gonna talk about it because I know more about whiskey than you do. So you know more about this whiskey than I. do. I know more about whiskey in general than you do. So, anywho, the um, journeyman wheat. We're well actually season, my friend. All right, settle down, killer. We are um, actually with, with wheat whiskey. This is a different category. It has always been classified um, with the American whiskey laws. As being much like bourbon or rye, it is at least 51% wheat and it's aged in New American White Oak, distilled twice, not distilled over 160 proof. But wheat is typically a blending grain, a la how Malbec is a mixing grape in most French wines until the grape migrated over to Argentina and found a home and became its own kind of thing. Same idea here. This is typically what gets blended into rise and and bourbon whiskeys but this is just the wheat by itself um it's a little bit uh for for your gateway whiskey drinkers this is a great gateway whiskey it just kind of really nice light and easy but for somebody like me that's just a diehard whiskey guy i freaking love this bottle of whiskey i mean it's a phenomenal bottle of whiskey Yeah, it's a great little whiskey
1: for sure it's got a, a nice body to it It let you know you're drinking whiskey but it's not as light as say a, a basic grain whiskey like a Jameson or you know, in,
0: in terms of Irish or, right. or something like of that. Or it's
1: very light in style. This still has a nice body to it while not
0: being overbearing. Yeah. It's um and and it also got cachet from The man, as far as authoritative sources, as far as whiskey goes. It used to be a uh, gentleman by the name of Michael Jackson. No, not the statue in front of Fulham. But uh, (laughs) an actual uh, Scottish gentleman named Michael Jackson used to write the Whiskey Bible. And now it's Jim Murray who writes it. And um, the other interesting thing is these guys tend to use uh, smaller casks. So instead of like in Kentucky, you typically use a 53-gallon cask. These guys are using... um, You know, 25s, half the size, and a lot of times with some of these smaller casks, you get this kind of um, popsicle stick, overly woody flavor, and I would blind taste this against anyone and tell me that this isn't a 53-gallon barrel. I mean, it, it tastes amazing. So, Sammy, let's have ourselves a hell of a show.
1: You too, my friend.
0: All right, so let's get into it. Um, We're going to talk finance. So, football, or soccer, doesn't have a draft. It kind of has a free agency, but not really. And players can be bought and sold in time frames called a transfer window. So, Sammy, let's talk transfers.
1: All right. So, basically, you have from the end of the season, there is a designated date, uh, usually the 1st of
0: June,
1: that will run through, and each country is different in this respect, Typically in Europe, the end of August. Now this season, we saw the Premier League decide they wanted to end the transfer window for themselves two weeks prior to the start of the season. And isn't Europe going to be adopting that going into next season? They are, but the fact that they didn't do it at the same time was what set this apart. It was really weird. So English teams could still sell players
0: because they were allowed to be registered in other countries. But they couldn't buy them hence hence the concern that Hazard may still have gotten sold correct to Real Madrid through, through in, the end of August through yeah. the end of August, yep. but I mean I think we kind of knew it wasn't going to happen because Chelsea couldn't find a replacement, right you
1: know they couldn't um, just go
0: buy another guy,
1: yeah, they kind of left that a little late uh to be honest uh the other thing is that's their talisman that's their guy, you know everything kind of goes through
0: him. he's the heartbeat of the club at the moment um. And I was going to say, you, you know, just keep feeding our producer questions to ask about words you use. You know that, right? What, what, that, that's the whole point of Sam's Vocabulary Corner, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, precisely. Uh-huh. Oh, um, the idea though is is that um, I, mean, I mean, I don't make it to. I don't mean to make it sound this cold and callous, but players are commodities. They're, They're stocks. Absolutely. You know you you can put a certain amount of value into them and then sell them for a certain return and. For a smaller club, what will happen is, is you might see a young star when we've talked about, say, like James Madison. Oh, will he, will he hurry up and go to a big club or will he stick around for right. a while? That's because somebody like a Manchester City, a Manchester United, a Chelsea will look at Leicester and say, oh, that guy that you spent £10 million for. We're going to give you 70 million pounds, which to you equals seven new players. To them, it equals a guy who will probably sit on their bench and maybe play a little.
1: Correct. Exactly. And that's what you, for especially young players to speak about, you hope they stay at that smaller club for a little bit uh, and further develop. That way, when they do make the jump to a bigger club, can actually play. Um, There's also... uh, in terms of players, they sign players at a very young age to what's called a schoolboy contract or an academy contract. And basically what that is, is you are going to school. You might be from the south of England going to Leicester, for instance, right. to their academy. They saw you in a Sunday league game and they want to sign you, right? So they would move you up. They put you in a host family. It's almost like a boarding school type of situation. How young do they uh, purchase players? They could be six, seven, nine years old. You know, I mean, very young. Uh, You do, however, go to school during the day. You come out and you have professional coaching for three to four hours after school. You also have study group. You also have, you know, a study hall type of situation. You have all those different things, and then a nutrition plan that the club has worked out with your host family. To make sure you grow into
0: the player that they hope that you can be. I mean, it's interesting. Think of it much like an Olympic athlete, where it is it is whatever that is in Florida. Your job is to go to school and get an education and become a professional. You know, become a, a pro athlete or an Olympic winning athlete. Right. And oh, by the way, here's the difference between what they're doing and what college does. You get paid. There's money. Yeah,
1: there's a stipend there. Yeah. There definitely is a stipend like, there. But you also, um a lot of teams will can sign, they're able to sign, your first professional deal from, I believe it's 14 onwards. Although you don't normally see that. Right. You normally see players sign their first professional deal about uh probably 15, 16
0: years old. That's typically. And, and at that point, too, that's, you know, it's high school and college for them. So for, for them, university or, or what would be college – isn't really a level in which there is soccer, you know, being played. Yeah, there's no market for that. Whereas, whereas for us, collegiate sports is a cash cow. Particularly, yep. I mean, college football rivals everybody but the NFL. I mean, college yeah, football brings in as much money be, as like baseball or the right. NBA or like NFL.
1: Would be the uh, the U twenty three teams in the hmm. academies would be doing that. There's the what they call the Premier League two. And that's mm-hmm. essentially the U23 Premier League Academies. So all 20 teams have an academy and they basically play out, you know, their U23
0: league, uh, in that Premier League too. And some clubs, uh, Southampton would be a great example of this, yep. actually build their entire universe around their academy. Correct. They are considered to be one of the best academies in England. In England. And what they do is, is you know what? We produce players that we're going to probably eventually sell to someone, you know, a lot of the Gareth Bale's of the world, the know, yep. Walcott's of the world,
1: yep. and talks like Chamberlain be, a ton, and, oh, and half of Liverpool's um, current
0: squad: Morgan Schneiderlin, <laughs> and Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take that right. money. Even those that they bring in, yeah, Yo, you, can bring practice, foreign, you can bring a foreign you can bring a foreign player yeah. in to be you can bring a a sixteen year old kid in from another country. Yep, uh, it happens with Americans. I mean, we never hear about it as far as our country goes, but you'll hear about, you know, you know, later on, you'll be like, Oh, they were with the such and such right, Academy. Uh, uh,
1: uh, Christian Pulisic, yeah, uh, with Dortmund.
0: Yeah. He was in you the know, Dortmund a, Academy. Came,
1: right. He, he did a little stint at La Masia, the most famous Academy in the world uh, of Barcelona um, that turned out players such as Xavi and Iniesta and uh, Lionel Messi and some of the greats um, that have ever played the game but Christian Pulisic did a stint at La Masia and then went on to Dortmund's academy and now is playing in the first team. Um, in terms of transfers, a, a point to that is, should a player leave your club before he signs a professional deal? You have a stake in that player still in terms of his academy contract. Right. For you know the tutelage that you gave him and the training that he received at your club, should that new club... You know, break him into the first team and then sell him on. They owe the first club compensation for that,
0: right? Of course. So, it's you know, soccer slash football gets a bad rap, right? Constantly, um, you know, it's so you guys roll around, you all dive. It's it's orange slices at halftime and Capri Suns at the end of the game and blah 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 blah. Well, guess we run a lot need hydration in the middle
1: of a match. We don't
0: get a break every six seconds. Guess what football does in the rest of the world that American football doesn't do. It doesn't use its players as slave labor to make their university an F-ton of money off the backs of those guys that if they don't make it to, you know, thousands of players, if they don't make it to one of 32 teams, that payday means nothing. They don't make them go to school. They just let them coast through the system. Where in England, those kids, if they're not keeping up on grades, they don't get to play football. And if correct. they're not playing football, they're not going to have a "quote unquote" job anymore. They're going to get sent back home,
1: correct? And
0: mom and dad will have to worry about
1: them. Yep. And with no
0: skills. So as as we as so so as as people want to like kind of bash soccer, I mean at least at at least the the youth academies are are actually they're compensated for their time. Yep. They receive an education. They receive food. They everything is taken care of. It costs them nothing. A parent to have their child go play for an academy, and you know that much like football in America, there's a there's a possibility you may never make it there. You may never succeed. There may a lot
1: of it. You know, comes down to the individual. You know, do you put in the effort?
0: There's also four professional divisions of soccer right, whereas exactly. football has one right. league yep. maybe you go to Canada and barely make anything or maybe you go to um you go play in the uh, indoor football league and again the arena. And, right the arena, the arena league. league and make nothing or in Trump's America, you go play for whatever harebrained idea <laughs> Vince McMahon's got planned for the <laughs> yeah. next great football league. More where
1: XFL, or but, something? but
0: but he's doing a new version of it.
1: Where it just, yeah, but it's, it was basically PE class where you both ran from each end zone to the ball at the center.
0: Yeah, and just tried. So to there, there would be no kickoff. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because that's gonna not you know cause any problems. You know. Um, I, I think the bigger thing is let's kind of uh, reel it back a little bit and kind of concentrate on what it means to the EPL. So as I mentioned earlier, like you can have a uh, a smaller club um, have a good player and they eventually sell him. Well, okay, that's going to probably keep them where they are because if they kept that guy, maybe they move up the table a few more spots. But again, selling that one guy for, you know, the big clubs will spend a hundred million dollars on a certain player. Yep. Teams like Lester and Everton will spend 50 million on a certain type of player. Yep. What uh, West Ham included in Newcastle, they'll spend that kind of money. And then you get down to say like the Brightons of the world, that'll spend 30 million. And then you get down to the Cardiff's of the world that'll spend 20 million. And though there's value in what you can do for selling. If you have a guy who becomes a superstar, and you sell him for $100 million, you've fixed four or five holes in your squad. Yeah,
1: potentially, absolutely.
0: And and if you're somebody like Burnley who makes it to Europe, that sale of one player gives you enough squad relief that you can play multiple tournaments, meaning that you're playing two times a week. Yeah, as a squad, you could get deeper. Which is something we constantly talk about, like Tottenham being that – prime example of they're not just not going to have the, the legs yeah, because they, put, they didn't add players. They put
1: all that money in the stadium that's still not open.
0: Right. So a player can technically be a free agent. Yeah, How does so that there's, happen? There's
1: a couple different ways that that can happen actually. The first one being um just running your contract down. Just right. you reject every move the club tries to make uh cuz you still personally have you are a commodity. right But you do still have a say.
0: Oh, you absolutely have so, say in yourself.
1: Right. You can't you're not you know, just being bought and sold willy nilly. Now, if the club wants to sell you, you're obviously not wanted. So more often than not, the player sanctions the move.
0: Right. Yeah. The, okay. The I player may say, play "I you. don't
1: want to go to Belgium." Correct. Right. Like, and and the I, only field of, the club the only field sells. offers from you know other countries.
0: Precisely.
1: Um, but the club decides to put you up for sale, and then you uh, reject the moves. Right. You're going into the last year of your contract, right? So this is the last year of you being valuable to your club. You could just say, screw that. And they'll probably say, okay, go train with the U23s. You're not in my plans. Don't care. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you play at all. So if you're young enough and a lot of times you see it with younger players, especially, well, they'll just run the contract down. Right. They'll, uh, you know, come up June 30th at the end of the, the, the season. They'll be out of contract. Right. Now I'm not tied to a club. I can go sign with whoever I want. Yeah, you see a and, ton of that with, yeah, with younger and, players, and that happens. Um, you know, partially it happened with almost happened with Alexis Sanchez last year. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Where he he wanted more money, and he was going to get more money by running his contract down. He was never going to sign a new deal with Arsenal, but he wanted the payday. Now he's on 500 grand a week with United because they didn't have to pay a transfer fee
0: precisely well and also and in you that regard
1: see it doesn't always happen where where players trade clubs as as Americans would think of it precisely um but it's it's as an asset it's discussed as an asset it's right. a swap deal I'll give you this asset for your asset now neither club has to pay a transfer fee if,
0: it was Victorian you know, uh, right yep with, so uh, with Henrik Mkhitaryan. From, so from United. Mkhitaryan, not as a, a a very good player, obviously a, a starting player in the Arsenal lineup, but not the superstar status that Sanchez is. And essentially, right. they go, look, all right, we're going to send you like ten million because we're going to have to rewrite a new contract for this guy, anyways. Yeah. And then and, and we'll give you this guy that'll help fill in. Yep. But that's very much a rarity. In fact, in most instances, you'll see now Sanchez was refusing contract. But in most instances, if you know you're going to sell a guy, you'll go ahead and say, you know what? We're going to sign you to a new five-year deal that's worth yep. a ton of money. That's true, too. And and that's just going to make your value go from $40 million so to, 80 million, million, to $80 million. Yeah, Like that. Exactly. Like just like that. So, again, it's… I mean, we are talking about humans, but we are talking about these are commodities. Yeah. Leg- legitimately, you'll think of footballers see, as stocks. It really you'll, is. You'll
1: also see, it, it, and this is very popular in Italy especially, because uh, the clubs don't have a, a super amount of money. Is th- there are some very rich clubs in Italy? Don't get me wrong. Of course. Not the the mega bucks you see in the Premier League. Uh, some of the lower level, not lower division, but Outside of the top three or four in Spain, you'll see the same type of deal. Oh, yeah. Where they will offer their best player, right, plus a little bit of cash to a bigger club to get their superstar. Right. Right. So I'm going to offer you, say, Leicester City right now. James Madison's value is very high. They want to get Romelu Lukaku from Man United. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, hey, I'm going to give you James Madison and $30 million. Because all they can afford is $30 million. Right. So they're going to throw in the player to sweeten the deal. You give me Lukaku. Right. Yeah. Right? So you'll see that kind of stuff happen also. A straight swap almost never happens. Um, it does happen from time to time. Again, like we saw with Mkhitaryan and Sanchez uh, between United and Arsenal. But... Um, But it's mostly cash, and then occasionally a player gets thrown in to sweeten the deal.
0: So you mentioned the uh, first transfer window, which is over the summer. The second transfer window, when does that happen? Uh,
1: January 2nd, because the first is a holiday. Mm -hmm. Uh, January
0: 2nd through the 31st. So imagine if you would, in professional sports in America, if in the middle of the season, there's free agency. Right. That's exactly what it is. And it's pretty crazy. It's not
1: free agency, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's... We don't like this person. We need to strengthen in this area, and there's you're paying a premium in January
0: as well. Precisely because the club that it, you're coming to talk to to buy from, they know you're, you're going, you need that player, so they're going to jack up the price. Yep. So that uh, actually leads us into a fantastic question that we got from uh, our boy Otis last week that I that we had told we were going to uh, push off to this week. Yes. Um. So with the recent struggles of Real Madrid to score. In a post-Ronaldo era, the likelihood that they go and spend um, money for Hazard in January in the transfer window is highly likely. What are your opinions of Chelsea willing to part with Hazard? So I, um, for my myself personally, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, now here's the thing with Real Madrid: Real Madrid can go here's 150 million right now because as Sam mentioned before. The couple couple of top clubs in in Spain, the two biggest being Madrid and Barcelona, dominate all the TV rights. They're a worldwide brand, and they are two of the ten wealthiest sports franchises in the entire world. And in the case of somebody like Hazard, typically if he was playing for anybody other than a team that is potentially contending for a title, like if they went out and tried to get Harry Kane... Tottenham might sell. But in the case of Chelsea, as of as of last week, they're tied up at the top of the league and they're only behind City by goal differential. And let's face it, Hazard is the talisman. He yeah. is and and arguably, and arguably the best player in the league. Yep. And I mean, hell I mean, I'd even go so far as to not even say arguably. He's the best damn player in the league. Uh, yeah, and, for now, absolutely. And so if Chelsea was to sell him, they're saying, you know what, we're okay with fourth or fifth place and all that money's great and we can spend it in the summer. It does them no good right now. And right. it's not, I mean, and anybody who they buy in the middle of January is going to cost them just as much. 25, 30% more. Right. Easy. To fix the problem. Yep. Um, I see Hazard is, you know, especially because Hazard doesn't put up a fuss and we'll get to that, like putting up a fuss in a second. Um, I just don't see madrid's big pocketbook being enough to draw in but i i mean trust me next next summer hazard's gone he's no longer playing in the epl he's going to go play for madrid yeah it's see that being said
1: that being said last uh season maybe halfway uh, uh half season more than that uh florentino perez the real madrid uh president Came out and said that the era of Los Galácticos, or the superstars, is over. They're not going to drop 150, 200 million on a player anymore. It's not going to happen. They don't have the money in the coffers to do that. They do, but they won't. They're going to start blooding in younger Spanish players. That is more evident in the signing of the poaching of the Spanish national team's coach prior to the World Cup, two days before the World Cup, and uh, Julian Lopetegui, uh, who is known for blooding in younger Spanish players at every club he's ever managed, and even in the uh, Spain national team. So I don't know that they actually will come out and spend that money. That being said, that fan base and La Marca, the Spanish daily newspaper in Madrid, that is basically a mouthpiece for Real Madrid Football Club, uh, actually, club football. They're mm-hmm. CF, not FC. Um, that newspaper and its fans and the fans of the club are very, very persuasive, especially to Florentino Perez
0: especially, uh, as the manager. Especially so, if, if they don't win La Liga. Yep. They don't win the Cup yep. in, in the, the, the domestic Champions Cup. League. And they don't win the Champions yep. League. If they don't win any of that or... Or, God forbid, because it's group stage right now at Champions League. Imagine if they go out of yep. the group stage. Because the way they're playing right now, it's they not could. good. They, they could. They, they totally could.
1: They Petersburg.
0: Yeah, they can't. They...
1: Granted, it was in Russia
0: on an artificial
1: pitch. But,
0: they, they um, it's rough. What man. is it? Four in a row where they haven't scored a goal yep. in La Liga? Yep. I mean, I, I think, but I don't think December... Is that decision for them? January. I think. I mean, I'm sorry, January. But yeah, I think. I not, think the be. summer it is can't that decision. Be. It can be
1: because Chelsea's vying for a title; they're not going to sell at any price.
0: I also think Hazard pushes that deal. I think he wants to go play but for he, in the last a Madrid of the world. Yeah, in
1: the last few seasons, in the off season, there's been a lot of rumors surrounding him, and he's just, eh, you know, maybe one day I'll go over there.
0: And and or, his you know
1: whatever fellow
0: countrymen, uh with Thibaut Courtois went there yeah. as well, and. I'm sure Courtois has talked about his time when he was with Atletico and how much he loves Spain. And I'm sure he has been in Hazard's ear going, yeah, Spain's pretty freaking yeah, awesome. Now, like, Courtois you then, know all that rain that happens here in England? That doesn't that, happen in yeah. Spain.
1: <laughs> Speaking of show tunes, uh, the rain in Spain falls heavily
0: on the plane. Yeah, I know. America. Another My Fair, Lady, <laughs> My Fair Lady reference. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. Oh, the terrible. only one I
1: know, to be honest with you. Um, but... Uh, in terms of Courtois, he did have an added bonus for that. Um, and with his time at Atletico Madrid, uh, he did marry a Spanish woman and has a son. Uh, I believe definitely has a child. I believe it's a boy though. Um, lives at, uh, lives in Madrid, stayed in <laughs> Madrid, uh, with the mom while he was playing in, in Chelsea's team the last couple of seasons. So he did have the added bonus to go back to be with his family, mm-hmm. uh, his fiancée and his child. So the, he probably forced that through a little bit more than Hazard would have, who really doesn't have any ties So uh, anywhere, to be honest.
0: Uh, Otis, that was a fantastic question. Honestly, that was, that was a really great question. And that's, that's, we would love to hear more of that from everybody. I mean, yeah, that's some sure. really good question. And um even if you have crap questions, get in touch. Well crap care. questions crap questions will mock you and then you mock <laughs> us on on uh, social media and It'll you tell perfect. me how I can't say anything right and, yeah. and how you know Sam loves yeah. himself too much. It'll cool. be awesome.
1: Get involved.
0: And exactly. Here's a, here's a
1: little egg for the uh for the next segment of the show. Get stuck in
0: and let us know what's happening. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. So um money wise, you have lots of different venues. I mean, obviously there is you know, jersey sales and ticket sales and things of that nature. But the really big thing, and this hits a worldwide stage, is television money. Um, give a little bit of insight on television money. Because in England, it's very different than, say, Germany or or Spain.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a quick bit of hindsight first.
0: Please, go ahead. And
1: say that it's an avenue, not a okay. venue okay.
0: for revenue. Well, again... I, I murder I, the English language. That's the idea. I just
1: I, I just want to throw it out.
0: Hey um, Ru- hey Russ. Mourinho <laughs> lasted another day. Okay, you're alright.
1: Yeah,
0: cheers, <laughs> cheers to our friend Russ getting a
1: shout out. Um so how does T V money affect the coffers? Is what you're asking me. Yes. Massively. Um the United States is the biggest avenue for television revenue in the world hmm Period. Bar none. Right? A lot of pubs in England, for instance, a lot of pubs in England, for instance, do not show football because of the tribal culture and the tribal atmosphere, and they might, you know, start fighting in my bar. Right. That's not good, right? So, the TV money from the U.S. is massive. And NBC... I believe the last contract was about a billion US. Yeah. Uh with a B. And that is then profit shared over twenty teams. Yeah, and that's
0: well, that's the big and thing. It all, it's all shared amongst the teams. Now, Unlike in Spain, right. the top two, the rich keep getting richer. Correct. And then there's a group of about six that do all right. You know, okay, yeah. Atletico, the Valencia,
1: Babao. The, yeah. the rest are screwed. Yep. Um but in you're League position does affect your TV money, right? So if you finish in first, though, that's 112 million, right? That's two fantastic players or one world class mm-hmm. player. You know, number two gets 104, number three gets 101, number four gets you know, 98, like, yeah, whatever the numbers well, are. But you see what I'm saying.
0: Well, and what we're talking about is those guys going down are losing that money after the
1: fact. Correct. But they get that money for the season they were in. Right. And that helps sustain the club for the lack of money that there was. And they're not going to go out and buy, you know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang or Alexis Sanchez or Gilfie Sigurdsson. It's
0: because enough to win. keep them alive in the championship to make sure they don't go yeah, down exactly. to League they're One. They're not
1: going to take that money and go spend big on somebody insane. They're not going to go buy Ashley Barnes. Huh from from
0: burnley Um, to try to help them that was exactly exactly. the example i was going to use to you was burnley went up and we talked about this in the last uh um epl 101 was burnley went up and went down three separate times and all they did was just keep taking the tv money improve their grounds improve their training facilities they just didn't change anything they didn't change the coach and they went you know what we might not go up this next year, but we'll go up after that. And yeah. we're going to stay and they went, right in the top six exactly. of the championship. And now they're a team that got European qualification. And frankly, they're they're a top 10 side. Yeah. They're, they're hanging they around. Take,
1: they would take a 17 or a 20 million person, right? Say, yep. Ashley Barnes, for instance, right? They would take him in particular. They would pay, you know, 15 million for him. somewhere around there, a small fraction of their overall TV money, they would say, hey, listen, you're a small fish in a big pond there. You could be a big fish in a small pond in our place. Right. You can be the man. Come be the man. Come be the superstar. Take us up. We're going to hedge
0: our bets on you. Yeah. And And then stays. Yeah. And then he stays because he's a legend there now. Well, and we also talked a little bit about the um, in in the last episode of uh, EPL 101 as well was the championship, how the playoff where who's going to be third place, how that is like a $50 million game. Oh, like, yeah. That equals real cash money. A big time cash money. And the, the
1: other thing is with the various random kickoff times you might see. In England, there are four, tra- eh, five traditional kickoff times. Right. The lunchtime kickoff. Noonish. On the East Coast, here, you would see it as the 7.30 a.m. match. Yep. Uh, it's 12.30 in England. You would see the 3 p.m. Uh, GMT time kickoff, which would be our 10 a.m. Right, which uh, would Easter in football time. would
0: be a 1 o'clock game.
1: Right, kickoff. And then you see the evening game being the 5 p.m. kickoff right. or the 12.30 here, or 5.30, I guess it would be, 12.30 here in the U.S. Uh, on the East Coast uh, kickoff. Then you have two on Sunday, the early game, which would be at 1.30 p.m., and the late game, uh, which would be at 4 p.m. in England. That's it. TV has changed that. You now have Friday night lights. You You now have Monday night football. Um, You get a a few midweek games for scheduling purposes. You get, uh, they're talking about adding a 7.30 p.m. kickoff in England, which would be a 2.30 kickoff here. Okay. And that, the the, the public and the lawmakers are not happy about, really, because uh, it's basically mad. Mothers Against Drunk Driving right. and um, the English version of Alcoholics Anonymous are not happy about it because that gives your husbands, your sons, your brothers- Reason to be in the pub all day, right? And then all night, and then go to the game, drink we, a bit there. Which is funny because our our culture
0: home. our culture is to is to tailgate with yeah. like tailgate doesn't exist over there because it's smaller towns and there aren't parking lots, so you can't tailgate well, right. But right. you go to
1: the pub before the you game. You go to because the pub. The stadium is down the road from your house, right. and you got three pubs between your house and right. the stadium.
0: So we um. It's it's very interesting because that kind of elongates the evening where their games are pretty much wrapped up by about like seven o'clock at night yep. their time, where our games it's like, you know, seven o'clock at night? Like, that means nighttime game. Where's the where's where's the eight till midnight game? Yeah, you know, well, like exactly. we're gonna keep going well, strong, well, boy.
1: Well the other thing too, you gotta remember the the scale of the country you're dealing with. England has one time zone. Right. So, the say baseball, right? The Washington, The Washington Nationals are traveling to your San Francisco Giants. A three-time World
0: Series winning San Francisco anyway, Giants Anyway, the recently. point is, uh,
1: this was not an in for you to, you know, do things to your body. Mm-hmm. It was an idea that we have a 10.30 first pitch on the East Coast. Right. Right? PM. Right. So, you could be watching baseball at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah goes to extra innings, you could be watching baseball till two thirty in the morning. Absolutely. That does not happen in England.
0: Of course not. Of um, course not.
1: But that is a product of our vast country. And in um, in terms of, you know, they can't start the damn game at eleven A. M. at the West Coast just to appease the more populated and far superior coast of the East,
0: uh, in the United States. But I just want to let you know, uh the Giants have won three World Series it's a football podcast, and it's three more World Series than your Washington Nationals have won over the lifetime of their. Uh, How about club? my city has won at least one? Okay. Huh. Back to football, please. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the, the the last thing we're going to keep this really short is um, in we like to think that in America, like the M- NBC Sports, and we did it in the last episode, bitch and moaned about the games that were going on. Um, in England, it's far worse. There's a couple of different television networks that ha- handle everything. And I remember when I went over, got was, was fortunate to go over for work and uh, go to Scotland and go to Ireland to visit some distilleries. When I flew out of Ireland to go to Liverpool to catch an Everton match, it was a plane full of toffee supporters. And the gentleman sitting next to me said, it's cheaper for me to spend money on a flight and a ticket Ten times a year than it is to pay for all the television rights to to watch a game yeah. in my country. Yeah, they, like that's insane. Like yeah, to they, us as Americans, I mean, that's mind blowing. Yeah,
1: we we really <laughs> are very fortunate in this country that NBC decided to to raise the torch uh, to carry all these games. As much as we give them shit, and we do. Huh. Um, we're very fortunate that they decided to do that. And with a basic cable package, you can see.
0: 40% of all English football and you spend 60 bucks more and you can see, and you can see everything. everything.
1: Yeah. where, are um,
0: wearing England and Ireland and, and other countries. It's not that way. It's, it's hundreds, a lot. Hundreds, yeah. hundreds. And you're still not guaranteed it's a lot of to watch all your matches. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of pay for play. You know, you got to spend seven pound 95 uh, on a pay-per-view to watch your game uh, or, or something like that. And even in a club like Arsenal that has the highest ticket prices in the country, um, you know, at 45 pound or so for the cheap seats. Yeah. Um, It's cheaper to do that and then use Emirates Airlines to fly to the next destination where your team's playing or take the train, you know, which has a travel partnership with the club and offers members a discount. You know, you could be paying eight pound for your train ride to Liverpool, Uh, you know, and a, a 58 pound for an away ticket uh, to Anfield. But you would have paid 110 pound for your BT sport subscription yeah. or your talk sport subscription on your, on your phone or radio, uh, to try to get those things. It's, it's a little bit ridiculous. Um, some of that stuff.
0: So, um, here we did, we, we talked about a bunch of finance. Hopefully we didn't completely confuse you, but I'm sure we probably did. So, uh, next up, let's talk vocabulary. Now it's time to discuss all the random shit my co-host says. Yep. Um, I think it would be good for this segment to uh, bring in our lovely producer, Melissa. Hello, gentlemen. Because as we do this show, she has this this hundred-yard stare as you romance (laughs) about the beautiful game.
2: I appreciate you not calling this segment, uh, Idiot's Guide to What Shit Sam Says. Um,
0: I'm I'm married to you, I'm smarter than that.
2: (laughs) Hi, people, I am, uh, Mrs. Houston, a.k.a. Melissa, and (laughs) I am not a soccer fan. Hashtag producer. Hashtag producer. Hashtag talent. Hashtag get shit done. Hashtag texted her brother the
1: entire show last week. Oh
2: yeah. I what are we? Two <laughs> episodes in and I'm uh yeah, I'm I'm getting I'm getting more clued in. I'm I have like teams I like and not just Liverpool. Uh just kidding. Just kidding I don't want divorce. Hashtag stay married to be
1: <laughs> just uh also uh being completely transparent, she has a list of shit that I've said oh, this entire God. season that I don't know about. And I've ripped my
2: notes.
1: (laughs) I've ripped my notes. I am doing this completely off the cuff. My answers from what she has to say.
2: Well, I mean, let's start off with uh, titles of the episodes. And if you guys haven't figured out yet... (laughs) The uh, title of every episode is usually something random that comes out of uh, Sam Graham or it could come out of Houston's Un- mouth.
0: Unless you're me <laughs> and Can't call Newcastle Two Castle. Castle. <laughs> <to> Castle. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> you know, If it
2: wasn't Two Castle that week, it would have been, been George Gibbs.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that.
2: So, starting with that, Shambolic.
1: Shambolic is a ridiculous mistake that should never be made. Like, it's schoolboy bullshit. That should never happen. That is shambolic.
2: So how could I use this word in my day-to-day life, Graham?
0: <laughs> I, I, I for that part I, of the I, segment. I, I, I got you. I mean I mean just like I mean
2: It <laughs> seems that Sam Houston I have something in common. Like yeah, right, word, that's nice. He, he,
0: Your nice <laughs> Your mother is shambolic all the time. <laughs> We don't need to lose listeners just yet. Yeah. Right?
1: Maybe in six months we can afford to have somebody unsubscribe, but not right now. Er, uh, you can cool it.
2: All right. So then, um, <laughs> daft little touch. Now I know the word daft, but in regards to touching something a little.
1: No, that's not in regards to that. Um, just a little flick, a little, just a little touch. You know, not you haven't gathered in possession and and you know taken somebody on you just ball came into you quickly and just cold hearted and you with a knife in your hand just a daft little bop,
0: uh, and a I guy the defender on the ground um okay, actually so
1: i got you part or, of my part cause of cuz you still look I, confused I, well, part of now, my definition said wow well, yes I'm you're right i'm not
2: securing <laughs> armed soccer players no, it's, a, it's
1: just like a, a ruthless, Got it. just a daft little, ah, you know so, what
0: I mean? So, Melissa, um, <laughs> the imagine... Definitions can't always include okay. sound effects. Like, well, like I'm ready to name. cover you. If you would just <laughs> shut up, I can cover your ass. Um, it, imagine a guy lines up a shot and takes a hard shot, right? Like, takes a good direct shot at goal. Or a guy who runs in front of the goal and just sticks out his toe and knocks it the other direction. That's a daft little touch. That's a little... little Sneak goal, okay. like yeah, gets it away. Sneaky.
1: Sneaky's sneaky is a good word. Gets it away. Okay. Sneaky is so, a good word. I should not have ripped up my notes. A
2: daft <laughs> little touch would not apply to a header,
1: but a Mm-mm. bullet would. Oh, a bullet header. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the just rise up, look like a man amongst boys, and just fire home. Just a, a bullet. Almost looks like a shot that came off your foot.
0: A lot of times it's comes from corner strong, kicks. Yeah. Typically a, a, a center, center back, back. Yep. not not a midfielder. Correct. It's either it a center be. back or it's a striker. It they normally, be. yeah. because they t- they tend to be you know big six foot giants that are like just adonis's that can handle getting knocked around in the box, and they jump up in the air and just put and just a header rifle one, yeah, rifle absolutely. it right into the back of the net. Correct. And it, it, it's just
1: a very strong, very statement header, if you will, just an exclamation point on the end of it.
2: Okay, so then what would be Chasing
1: Shadows? So Chasing Shadows um, actually has, um, there's multiple terms for this. This would be uh, a defense is also at sixes and sevens, where they're very helter-skelter.
2: All right, I've got to get back and do sixes and sevens, because that's on my list. Y'all say that a lot. Yeah,
1: so Chasing Shadows and sixes and sevens are basically the same thing. Uh, it's where defense is confused, um, where they lost. are lost, kind of helter-skelter. They are turn... they shambolic? They could be shambolic, but it if, might not if be it shambolic was a, If yet. it was a mistake oh,
0: okay. that led to a goal, it would be shambolic. That would be
1: shambolic, yeah. So shambolic is basically your own mistake. Right. Sixes and sevens and chasing
0: shadows are the other team being really good, and you can't keep up with it. Shambolic would be what Sam Graham used to do in front of me when I still played Keeper, he would make some shambolic <laughs> mistakes that would lead to goals. And I would just look at him and go, seriously?
1: That was shambolic.
0: To hell. What, what What's going on, man?
1: And I would turn around and say, F off. And then I'd fight with Rob. <laughs> exactly. In the center circle for 10 minutes. Oh, so <laughs> anyway.
0: <builds> <laughs> uh, back to sixes and sevens. It, um, it's a confusion. It, yeah, you'll it's a, see an attacking team kind of have two or three minutes of... Of uh, strong pressure, pressure. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. all the defense can do is kick it away it doesn't get to anybody they, they can't they just get it out, it out of for their own throw and, and hope
1: for the best to try to reorganize yeah it's it's basically a, a disorganization within the defense um they look confused they look weak they look um what do i do now Every time they turn around, a different player has a ball in their foot for the opposing team. I can relate to
2: this.
0: <laughs> when when a uh, NFL team goes to a no huddle offense, and the defense can't figure it they're out, now you're talking
2: it. my kind of football. That they're, that
0: is sixes and sevens. Like the defense it, yeah. just can't handle it. They they have to call a timeout or or they have to fake an injury to to make it stop. Unlike. In a real sport like soccer, where you just have to. <laughs> oh, you, that's
2: a dig. That's on your list too. Yeah. That's a dig. You're faking you right. this. Up I know up.
0: what a dig is. You're so,
2: this up so away. in
0: soccer, you just have to figure it out because there's no timeout. Right. There's there's no faking it. Like and, you have to figure it out. Yeah,
1: and oftentimes when you're at sixes and sevens or you're chasing shadows, there's an extra player from the opposing team pressing up on you. So they have an extra person there, and and you just you don't know who has the ball, you don't know what's going on. And it's very hard to
0: pick up the movement. And the A passing. lot of time there's infighting, too. You're yelling at each other. You're just yeah. trying to be like, Jesus Christ, cover something. Exactly.
2: So would turning the screw be relevant to that?
1: Now, that would be the opposite side, the offensive side. As I'm pushing forward and you're at sixes and sevens, I'm now turning the screw. I'm pressing on the goal, right? I'm looking to score.
0: I'm providing a ton of pressure. And I'm turning the screw okay. into your team. Got it. Which, right. which, which would also—I'm um, probably jumping into your list, but the—you'll uh, hear somebody some sometimes say asking the question, whereas yeah. Manchester City is oh, asking the okay, question so of the Liverpool defense. They're pushing the issue. That's yeah.
2: on his sheet, but mm-hmm. I thought it was labeled ask a question.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, <laughs> no, it's, it's literally, literally literally you will you will hear commentators say they are asking the question of the Liverpool defense. Uh-huh. Like that means that means they are pressuring them so much that they're saying are you a good enough defense to handle what we're doing to you now? Yep.
2: All right. So next on uh, my questions is making a meal of it.
1: So that would relate to... When, Neymar. Neymar.
0: Only Neymar. <laughs> all Neymar. Neymar um, all day. <laughs> that
1: would relate to a player receiving a foul uh, that's very light in nature. You know, a little nick on your heel or just kind of a you know a, a slight tug of the jersey. And you going down very theatrically and, you know, oh, making... And rolling, so rolling, rolling, rolling rollin', yeah. like Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> so taking, taking, an and, taking an appetizer. Taking an appetizer or a soup And making a meal of it. Okay. Now, it's not a hearty soup. It's very light soup. But taking an appetizer or a soup and making a meal of it.
0: You know, baby, it's like just sitting over here and sipping on some tea.
2: Exaggerating.
0: Mm -hmm. I (laughs) think (laughs) that was Um, the frog
2: reference. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. So um, I heard someone say when I was listening to the games, just missed a sitter.
1: So a sitter would be a very easy opportunity at goal. A uh, ball gets played on the ground or a relatively easy cross inside the six-yard box. You steal in front of your defender, and you're only three yards out, four yards out, and you manage to blaze over the bar. Okay. That's uh, a sitter.
0: Palace, three weeks ago, we were talking about it. Uh, um, I'm going to destroy the name. Uh, um, Big S- surprise. Sissoko. <laughs> Uh, Mamadou Sissoko Sissoko yeah. I was the, you, close no, thank you, you no Sissoko yeah
1: they used to play for Liverpool yeah center mean, back.
0: it was yeah. it was the goalkeeper uh, was on the header. front post yep. the ball comes to and he was on the inside, yeah. he was nowhere yeah inside comes to him inside the six he has the whole goal to, to hit yeah and he misses no man's lane. it misses it completely yep this Put big because white.
1: White. Danny Ings uh, last week mm-hmm. the cross that came in he was inside the six with a, just an easy side foot touch right Blaze it over, Rose Ed.
0: I mean, you could put your... No, wait,
2: inside the six. Is that related to the seven or a different thing here?
0: No, this is the six-yard box. Uh, Where they take goal kicks Six-yard box, 18-yard box would be the goalkeeper's reign where he's allowed to use his hands. Then you have the midfield line. That's basically it. End lines, goal lines, six, 18, midfield. That's all. It's not like football where it's like everything's judged by 10 yards.
2: Yeah, well, they keep it nice and simple for us dumb Americans. <laughs> All right, so getting stuck in.
0: Getting stuck
1: in. My favorite thing on this list. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is uh, going hard. You know, go hard or go home. We must protect this house. Hashtag Under Armour. That is getting stuck in. Uh, you <laughs> put hashtag
2: in- new sponsor.
0: Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Plank. Hit us up. Hey, um, we, we have an employee. Of Drunkard United. I mean, a guy yeah, from Drunkard United. We don't anybody. I'm we have sorry. no employees. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of our teammates is a employee of Under Armour. Oh, we need we to go. work on that. Yeah, we do need to work yep. on that. See,
2: I would argue that he pays you guys in beer.
0: <laughs> uh, fair enough. That's
1: probably true, actually. My contract is six beers a uh, 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 game.
2: Oh, I've seen your writer.
1: Uh, yeah. uh, no, but getting stuck in is putting in a hard tackle is putting in a good shift, you know, for your team. You're not going to see a lot of the ball. Uh, Cardiff versus Tottenham, for instance, where you're not going to see a lot of the ball. You're not going to, you know, have a lot of opportunities. You you put in a, a, a bit of hard work for your team. That's getting stuck in.
0: Or putting in a good tackle, not shying away from something, is getting stuck in. Uh, Last week, Liverpool City, um, we never talked about them, but Wijnaldum, like, he was uh, stuck in. Yeah, he got stuck man in. Man of the, the match. Uh, he, absolutely. He handled for me, man he, of the match. He bossed yeah. the he field. Bo- he bossed the midfield. For he me. did nothing that is reflected on the stat sheet. Yeah. But correct. if it wasn't for him, his team loses. Yeah. Like absolutely. that's how, how intense being stuck in is. Yeah, that's getting stuck
2: in. All right. So I love listening to the commentators because they say stuff like a delicious pass and. He's going for success, but it doesn't always refer to that one player. Isaac (laughs) Ayer? Yeah, that's the one. But uh, my favorite one was, he didn't cover himself in glory.
1: So this is not a self-core porn reference.
2: I I was curious. Basically
1: (laughs) what this is, um, is if you have a seemingly innocuous situation and you screw it up, you didn't cover yourself in glory there. It's basically you made a mistake. You you had a howler. Uh, is yeah.
2: the, the uh, uh, that's on the list? That's on a, the list. Yeah,
0: giving another one is just a glaring ridiculousness. Like we're uh, gonna remember that sinner. Yeah. You didn't cover yourself in glory. Yeah.
1: You know, like so that's
0: that was gosh. the opportunity to score and be the hero, and you screwed it up.
1: Yeah. So and and most Americans the the easiest example that, that I can think of off the top of my head. You're running down the line with the ball and you're on the right or left wing and you go to cross it with either foot. You do your plant foot, but your plant foot pokes the ball out in front of you further and you swing like you're going to cross it but you miss it. It's, it's
2: still, a, It still sounds like a soft core porn.
1: It's a third grader. <laughs> <laughs> it's a third grader mistake. Something that should never happen and Everybody plays soccer in their youth, right? Right. Team building, blah, blah, blah. Everybody does that. So everyone has had this experience. That is a way in which you do not cover yourself in glory. The
0: the Charlie Brown moment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's the easiest example I can think of.
2: So continuing with the theme, squeaky bum time.
1: Squeaky bum time. In recent seasons, uh, Arsenal has experienced squeaky bum time a little bit more oft than not sphincter say what uh uh, whoa (laughs) (laughs) it's a big word (laughs) um squeaky bum time is the time in which the match is either tied or your team is a goal up and the other team is pressing at the end of a match to either win or tie that game so the game is poised to not go the way you want it to go and the fans start moving around in their seats a little bit, and their jeans and belts and rubbing on the plastic of the chairs creates a squeak sound. It's squeaky bum time.
2: I'm trying to figure out a way to use squeaky bum time, and he covered himself in glory. In the same sentence, or
0: didn't cover, himself, didn't in
2: glory. cover <laughs> himself in glory.
1: Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you.
0: <laughs> I was just saying, because if it was squeaky bum time, he definitely covered himself in glory. There you go. <laughs> Last week,
1: I, I, I have it perfect. Here you go. You ready? Here's the way. Last week, Liverpool-Manchester City. Penalty gets called on Virgil van Dyke in the 84th minute or whatever it was. Yeah. 85th minute. Should be one nil City. Ried Mahrez gets the call from the bench. He steps up. Liverpool fans. Squeaky bum time. Oh, yeah. He blazes over the bar, didn't slip, ball didn't bobble, nothing happened. Just missed. He just decided to shoot it over the bar. That He did not cover himself in glory. Exactly. There you go.
2: You added three more terms to your list of that whole phrase. (laughs) All right. So, there's been a lot of um, person-specific terms that I don't know about.
0: Oh, I know what she's
1: about to talk about. It makes me happy.
2: A Bosman transfer...
1: So a Bosman was the other type of free transfer I alluded to earlier in the show. There was a court case for an older player. I believe he was twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Footballers only go typically outfield players till about thirty-two, thirty-three years old, typically. James Milner, Paolo Maldini. Some of these people are kind of freaks of nature. Right. You know that normally doesn't happen. But
0: when you say outfield players. Goalkeepers play. Goalkeepers play till they're forty.
1: Anyone that's not a goalkeeper is an outfield player. Right. The idea is, and keepers play typically very late. Right. Yeah, they keep going for a long time. Um. But a Bosman is there was a court case, uh, for a player named Bosman, who wanted to buy himself out of his own contract and become a free agent, because he was of a certain age and he wasn't playing and had a long deal. The courts ruled in his favor. You can do that after a certain age. I believe that got raised from 26 to 28 uh, in modern times. But if you're a player of a certain age, you can take the money that you've earned in your career, you can buy your own transfer fee, and then become a free agent and go sign for someone else.
2: Okay. And then, uh, so then what is Fergie time? I I just assumed that was a halftime performance, but apparently y'all don't (laughs) do that. No.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's no, no one pees himself in soccer. I, I, I will, uh, <laughs> I will,
2: I will say I, in college, uh, the marching band traveled to Germany mm-hmm. and we played the halftime of a Germany, Ireland football match. There you go. Boy, were the fans confused.
1: I, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, Fergie time refers to Sir Alex Ferguson The former coach of Manchester United. I was going to say, I
0: wanted to make sure you
1: gave him his surname. He, ah, surname. (laughs) I gotcha. I see what you did there. Sir is the title because he's been knighted. Absolutely. But surname is also the last name of a person. Mm Mm-hmm. And he didn't want me to say Fergie. He wanted me to say Ferguson. Absolutely. Anyway, I got both surnames, sir. (laughs) See what I did? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson uh, was a very formidable human being, would give a load of shtick to the fourth official uh, and to referees during matches. So if a lesser club, and with all respect to, say, Everton, Yeah, it's a perfect example. would travel to Manchester United, to Old Trafford, uh, and they'd be playing a game, second half, there'd be no fouls, you know, really of note um there'd be no injuries there'd be no really stoppages in one goal
0: Everton yeah. Everton would score the one yeah, goal and be happened.
1: up one nothing Absolutely uh you would get to the 90th minute and the fourth official would put up the stoppage time on the board cuz soccer clocks never stop and uh they just add time on to the end
0: And typically you add 3 minutes 3 to yeah. a goal
1: Yeah 2 3 minutes is your typical time if there's an injury, if there's a head injury, it's a lot. Sometimes you'll right. see eight, nine minutes.
0: At that um, point, the ref watches major. his watch. He yeah. talks to
1: the sideline, right. and they add that on. Exactly. Fergie time is when nothing of note would happen, but you'd see five, six minutes of stoppage time for no apparent reason. Be like Just because Sir Alex Ferguson was an asshole, and he would be in your ear, we need time. We're... Manchester United. Yeah. yeah. We, we need time to be like. To score.
0: No, no, no. Uh, Ever- Everton, Everton, like, took 25 seconds to make, like, that throw in. And they took another minute to make that throw in. And they, they, they took at least, you know, 30 seconds to do a goal kick. And I mean, clearly that equals six minutes. And I don't know why you wouldn't just give us six minutes because clearly they're stalling the game because they're up on us 1 nothing. So, you know, you have to give us more time. And every time. Fergie got the time.
1: Yep.
0: Every time. (laughs) And it would even be on the road. It would be Fergie time. So that's Fergie time. All
2: right. So my last question is, uh, so what's the deal with Jamie effing Vardy? Is that just something that you guys do, or is that uh, a general thing?
1: Well, that's a general thing uh, that is basically the same as Manchester United.
0: Well, it's because he's Jamie f-ing Vardy. That's right. <laughs> That's why. But I mean,
2: how? It's... Why? Where did this come from? Because <laughs> he's just
1: a right dickhead. Well, <laughs> and well, he's and... just ready to ready to rock at any moment. He came up hard nosed through all the divisions of English football.
0: <laughs> Jamie played made... unprofessional football, like yeah. like he was out of the league, and then eventually won a goddamn Premier League title. Yeah, like he just—it's just,
1: it's hard work and determination. I mean, and and oh. you know, kind of unpretentious.
0: He's already retired from England. He's only been in the England setup for eighteen months. Oh, and he's and he and he's an asshole. Everybody jokes yeah. about how he like wakes up in the morning and drinks five Red Bulls to get ready for a match because he was doing lines off strippers' you know, asses. And, you know why? And a bottle he's of vodka. Joking. Exactly, that is, is exactly That's what he does <laughs> he's, he's so, yeah. so when we it's, talk about him he's when, he's, awesome. when he's on the pitch, it's like He'll miss five times, score once And then just go kick a guy in the knee Why? Because, well, you You deserve to be kicked in the knee We're, His name, hold on, hold on <laughs> Last week, he does
1: it to himself too He missed a chance last week And After he walks off, right Ah, uh, missed it, he walks off he takes a closed fist and punched himself in the temple. Right in the, boom, right in the face. He, why? Because I'm Jamie motherfucking <laughs>
0: That's exactly that's why. who I am. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty fantastic. So we, all, all, imagine although... Imagine your most bro
1: friend, like your most like waft the hair back. Oh, hey, what's up, bro? Hey, what's that's, up? Yeah. Who would
2: that's, that be?
1: that's Jamie Vardy
2: our most except
1: he, except he's not like
2: <laughs> I'd like,
1: I, I would have said it was ground. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not like a surfer dude he's just a dick that's
0: him and, and and frankly you don't have to be a fan of him or the team everybody goddamn loves him
1: oh he's great like,
0: I, love yeah, him. Nice. No, I love him love yeah, so I. like i hate Lester. <laughs> i hate lesser they won one more title than we have I goddamn love
1: Jamie
2: Vardy. Well, I right. told you, I so told you translated. last week. They're
0: gonna,
1: he's gonna score two against Arsenal uh, when we come back from the break. Yeah. I told you that last week. Yeah. I and I hope he does. I love
0: the dude. Uh, I
2: can you translate to American? Is he like Gronk?
0: Yes, yes. very much. Yes, he's Gronk. yes. He's, a he's, a not, he's, he's, not, yeah, he's not he's not as a a rockhead. He's a little slighter. Yeah, he's not as rockhead as like as Gronk is. Like Gronk's just a straight-up meathead. Um, head. <laughs> but he is, like, he's the guy that you want in the bar with you when the bar fight happens because you yeah. know he's going to pull out a switchblade and stab a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't no, care. You know, that's not true.
1: No, Jamie Vardy <laughs> wouldn't do that. He doesn't carry weapons. Is he a headbutter? It, definitely a headbutter. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Jamie Vardy's more like Zizou in terms of the headbutt. I will headbutt you <laughs> and also, kick you in the balls, and Vardy, we're done. Now, Vardy's the guy that will, like, snap the pool cue over his leg or rip the towel rack
0: off the wall and be like, what, you want to pull a knife, motherfucker? You ready? I got you. Ready? You, you yeah. want this? What you, you want to want do? this? Yeah. And he make people go, no, perfect. no, 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 you're too crazy. I don't want none of that. <laughs> he is the perfect amount of crazy coupled with hard work and
1: determination
0: that you want in a professional footballer. So um this week we're gonna uh scrap DU team talk as uh the la- it's the last game of the season. We really don't give a damn. We're just showing up because we actually have to pay to you know, pay our dues. And um fresh season going into the next week and we're gonna tell you all about them. Sammy, any parting words?
1: Yeah, um just a reminder to get in touch um at du football show on all the social medias. Football show at gmail.com is going to be your email address. And hopefully, uh, you know, we can grease the wheels a bit and next week have a segment where we're too old for this shit. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Because the last two weeks haven't really covered ourselves in glory, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. No, we have (laughs) not.
0: Um, Melissa. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining in.
2: I kind of like having a third mic. I might keep it.
0: Oh, no. no. Uh, Yeah, uh, I don't Hashtag, yeah. hashtag produce me something.
2: But, but you Sammy, need so that Hashtag Sammy. talent.
0: Hashtag talent. Hashtag talent.
2: Sammy, with me by your side.
0: You're just going to... You're stoop. still by never, side. You'll we'll never quiet. have
2: to walk alone. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's a Liverpool reference for all you uh, keeping score at home. And... Um, <laughs> My wife, when Is a she... lot like my daughter. A betrayer <laughs> of hearts. Oh, no, 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 a um, betrayer of hearts. There's, there's, there's actually a le- legitimate tie-in, and uh, this is where we're going to end the show with. Um, Mel, uh, when she was in college, was a, well, before she went to college, was a theater major, and her audition song was from Carousel, You'll Never Walk Alone. So every time <laughs> she would hear that song, she'd be like, oh, I used to sing that song. i will be like, F- that song. God damn, I hate that song. She, and then she would just start singing around the house to, like, pluck my nerves. So, um, she's awful. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, 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 you know what? I'll give her this much. At least she really likes Brighton, and she really likes Burnley, because Claret. She just Love loves the Claret. color Claret. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Yeah, yeah, it's uh goddamn Liverpool shit. Um anywho, guys, it's been a lot of fun and I uh hope you guys enjoyed all of this. Um we're going to do more each international break. We're gonna kinda keep doing one on one classes, so tell us what you want to hear about and Yeah, give we'll... us
1: ideas. That'd be yeah. great.
0: I mean, not that we can't come up with ideas on our own, trust me. We can just talk for five hours if we wanted to. But
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> But we'd love to hear from you and we would love to kind of make the one-on-one shows a little more communal. And uh, for Sam Graham, I'm Sam Ham, Houston. Yeah. Hey. Sam, you're Sam Ham?
2: He even got his own name wrong! <laughs>
0: Sam
1: Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Who the f- is that?
0: Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see y'all later.
1: Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. I got to go save this marriage. I'll talk to you later. thing I fart that's what i do that's what you do fart heard <laughs> fart <laughs>